Alrighty, sports guys, pod about to come at you. Uh, just a quick injury to let you know that this one was recorded um, Saturday morning uh, of the 8th, I think, my time, which was uh, Friday evening. For Shay, the 7th, um, we do a bit of, there's a bit of um, Super Bowl uh, review chat, which is um, which is good fun from what was a, a pretty interesting Super Bowl. Um, and then we go on to some, well, there's a bit of a bit of basketball, a bit of soccer and and then we uh, we finish off with some Oscars chat, which obviously is now um, it, it was all what we think might happen, what we hope might happen, and just some we were just we love movies as well, so we're just chatting about that. Obviously, the Oscars have happened since, um, and I just couldn't get the photo up in time because I worked all weekend. And um, then on Sunday night, when I probably could have done the photo, I went and saw a couple of movies because I want to see 1917 finally before the Oscars. So, which was a great movie, by the way, highly recommend seeing it in cinema if you can. Um, but yeah. So, you know, it's still still a good chat. And um, uh, obviously, it's fun to chat movies, which is pretty much what, what the chat is. So, uh, yeah, otherwise, it's all pretty pretty standard. Um, I've said a lot on these intros that I'm going to get some written stuff up on Sportsgasmic at some point, And I finally did. Um, around the Kobe stuff, I did a little bit of a piece just um, riffing off of Kobe's poem um, about him just um, um, as basically a thank you poem and whatever for his... Well, he's done for basketball and um, us fans. So, yeah, that's up, that's up there, obviously, on thesportsgasmic.com. And otherwise, yeah, follow the socials and all that stuff for the usual updates. Um, yeah, I'm going to be hopefully recording a pod with Vince um, in a couple of days as well. He'll be making his long-awaited return because um, that'll be good because we get I can chat about the Ducks. And I can and we I can talk happily about Liverpool with him because Shay just wants to cry whenever, I, whenever soccer comes up, I think. So, yeah, that'll be fun. But until then, let's get on with the pod. Sports Gas Week podcast. Oh. <laughs> Are you looking at bobbleheads? Yeah. Well, it is a you Sports Gas Week podcast. You know, Park emails me like every day with deals. So, looking yeah. at bobbleheads. <laughs> Got new Chiefs uh, Super Bowl. Might have to get one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we yeah. This, start over. <laughs> this is, no, no, we're, go- we're just rolling with this. This is the Sports Gas Week podcast. So, um, <laughs> if you ever, yeah, ever, ever doubted our genuine, genuine... Um, you know, credentials to being sports fans. Shay, Shay introducing the podcast as he's just reading through an email about bobbleheads really just tops <laughs> yeah. shows that yeah. we are just obsessed with this stuff. So, um, Chief Super Bowl ones are out, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they're in pre-order. Pre-order, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think? But think, they're really trying to push those MVP Mahomes ones uh, from last year, so might have to get that. But. Yeah. I would get you one of the Brady ones if it didn't cost like more than the actual bobblehead ship it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, no, I've I've got Clark toys in my emails as well, but unfortunately, yeah, I'm waiting until I move to America to start buying up some of that shit because, yeah, yeah, getting it over here is um is the issue really. Um, right. Anyway, just need to send it to Andrea on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I should probably just do that now that she's there. I've got someone, <laughs> got someone to accept, but she she probably doesn't want to like have just truckloads of sports gear being dumped. Yeah, just hoard my shit <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have too much room for storage of like a bunch of bobbleheads and stuff there. But you know, maybe maybe yeah. I'll just send one here and there just to. There you go. Yeah. She can start. She can. A start lot of the, them end up in boxes, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have like 30 <laughs> in like just a big. Uh, tote right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't only have brought too, out the special ones. Yeah, I don't have too many um, 
I guess, because I haven't grown up with bobbleheads aren't even a thing here really. But I don't know. We've got a Jur- yeah. we've got a Jurgen Klopp one. We've got a we've got a Casey Stoner Moto GP one. Like it's just some really <laughs> random right. ones to be honest. Um, Andrea's got an LA Kent Kings one still here, which is she's lucky. I love her because otherwise it'd be broken. Um, just throw it. <laughs> but yeah, good fun. Well, I uh, still have your Phil Knight, and I have your Shea, whatever his last name is, from, that we de- defaced. The Shea, yeah, the Shea. So, Shea Theodore, who is, I think, a Vegas Golden Knight now, but it was a Seattle Thunderbird at the that's time. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I decided that... I might have to break that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a beard on it and rubbed out the uh, Theodore part of it, so it was just yeah. Shea um, inspired by... It was by, me. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just need to, like, yeah, change the logo on the front to, like, I don't know. The Quinnipiac. Blackhawks somehow. Yeah, or Blackhawks or something. Or yeah. Quinnipiac, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have a pretty good hockey program, right? Yeah, we're rated right now, but we made the Frozen Four last year, but I don't think they're going to do that this year. But they just beat number one. No, I so don't they, follow college hockey. They're <laughs> decent at hockey. Yeah, I, f- I follow the Ducks, who are just club hockey anyway, and that's about it. But they're, they're going good in the, the Pack 8, as it is in, in <laughs> hockey. Yeah. But, um. Anyway, rounding out back to the start of the conversation, which is Patrick Mahomes' bobbleheads. <laughs> uh, Why there are bobbleheads. Yeah. Why they're selling them to me. Uh, the Super Bowl, We um, last time we talked was a couple of weeks ago, um, and we talked about a preview of the Super Bowl. I was trying to think back on our chat about it, and I kind of think some of the things we said basically kind of came to fruition in both ways. Um, yeah. First of all, so. the, the Chiefs obviously won. Um, with a storming comeback in the... The fourth quarter, which is only the third time a team had come back from a uh, ten, dig- uh, ten, 10 plus deficit in the in the mm. fourth quarter, which the other two times were the Pats in uh, against Seattle and Atlanta, um, and now we've got the Chiefs. So it hadn't happened until the Pats did it to Seattle, and now it's happened three times in the last five years. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like forty eight Super Bowls. Well, Super Bowls, Bowls used to be pretty boring. Like they used to be blowouts all the time. It felt like yeah, like when I was growing up. Or they just but... be back and forth close. Like the Pat, the Pats, you know, first three or four Super Bowls were like. Um, well, the first yeah. three against you know the Rams and um, the the Panthers and the Eagles, Panthers, were, yeah. like they got out to big leads, but then the other teams would close it down, and then it would be back and forth, and there would just be a field goal at the end. Um, and then yeah, you've had these weird, great great Super Bowls, you know, the last few years. Um, Pat, yeah, it's fun Pat, to finally root for a team coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah so yeah the chiefs came back and um won it but i i think one of the points we made last week or you know almost two weeks ago was that uh if san francisco controlled the field to play a little bit like as far as time on the field um and kept Mahomes off and kind of kept them to a lot of three and outs and whatnot um they would be in the they'll be in the running and then Mahomes, the chiefs would essentially have to just hit that kind of fast pace kind of stuff and and really throw the 49ers off their rhythm which so for the first three quarters i think the 49ers almost had that had that game plan running perfectly and the Chiefs had, no, Chiefs had no answer and in the fourth quarter the Chiefs turned to what we hoped that w- what we thought they needed to do to have a chance of winning the game and then they won the game so I, I feel like we're kind of right in some ways <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. both ways in a way yeah I mean we were just kind of echoing everybody but like a lot yeah. of people picked the Niners and I think we both picked the Chiefs. I know I did, but it's only because I was rooting for him. But I, I bet on the Chiefs at four and a half, and that last touchdown yeah. got me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I was nice. I was I was very happy. I, I and I bet on Mahomes to win the MVP. By the way, yeah. Oh, there you go, parlay. Yeah. But I think what we said along the lines was like, if Jimmy G has to make plays, they're going to be in trouble. 
mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Uh, the Niners needed him to be able to complete a pass in the fourth quarter, and it, just like Matt Ryan, you know, like, this wasn't, I mean, it's kind of still on Shanahan because I think they actually ran the ball less than the Atlanta fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he took a ton of shit for that. But, yeah, I mean, it just, Shanahan has to be kicking himself right now because two of those 10-point uh, lead, two out of three of the 10-point leads were blown by him. And he's an offensive guru, so he, and has had one of the best running games in the league this year with the Niners. So it's insane that you have a 10-point lead with 12 minutes left in the ball, and you can't close that out. Yeah, especially when you've just picked off Mahomes for the second time. And really, you feel like the moment, like, you know, momentum is a funny thing, but you feel like the Chiefs are just, they looked devoid of ideas. Um, and just <laughs> right, like, well, they just, they, just, they were trying things, but um, and and to, we'll get to we'll get to that the start of the comeback in a bit. But um, yeah, just going on the 49ers, you know, for the first two and a half three quarters, um, Garoppolo was he, he had a run of like eight, eight or nine straight passes. He was like, yeah, I think at one point they showed stats that he was probably thirteen or sixteen. He had like he was just he was he was making like none of them were big. There was a few decently deep passes and and some really good passes in there. Like some of the video, I was like. Yeah, they were replaying in some of those passes, and he was just putting it in the right spot, like where the only receiver could get them. They had the perfect pace on the yeah. ball, but you know that wasn't in the clutch. That was just man, like I don't want to say game managing, but he was just it was just going through that middle part of the game, and just right. uh, and they had a bit of a rhythm going. It was it was when, as you said, it was when the heat was turned on a little bit. He couldn't make a play, um, which is the you know not wanting to. <laughs> I'm a patriot, exactly. and I'm going to bring yeah. it into it. But you know, Brady, wouldn't, Brady, Brady, Brady's made plenty of bad passes in clutch situations that we need, needed him to, but the reason he has six rings is because he's made some big passes late right. in, in, a, in a couple of those comebacks too. So that was what people were looking for with, from Garoppolo. And that that play where he's getting tackled and just kind of – he kind of like basketball shoots it like the, he, he two hands it out. And it's oh, at the end of it. That, that was – yeah, yeah, that was kind of – three picks? I think – I, I, think, mean, bo- I think both – I think – no, that one – I think both threw two picks each, so – Okay. Um, yeah, because Garoppolo's first pick was ugly too. It's like, yeah. don't throw, just take the sack, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. you're going to get hit anyway. It was too. That it, to nobody. It was interesting watching the two young quarterbacks in a game for the first, like a game like this for the first time in a long time. They both threw a. Uh, Mahomes threw an ugly pick too that was kind of just. I think it was one just straight down the middle and he kind of. I think he was trying to get Hill and. Yeah, that was he was, the one ne- he was never he, he was never. Yeah, he was never coming back. Like, he was never getting back to that one and he just passed it anyway. And. and and on that play, it was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a bootleg. It, like, he was trying to roll out to the right, and then Hill was running a deep curl. Because mm-hmm. I think it was, like, third and 15 or something. So he's running, like, a 15-yard curl. And I think Mahomes maybe thought he was going to go, like, rather than curl, he was going to go across since they were playing his own defense. But uh, mm-hmm. he just, yeah, he just completely missed on that. And when, I mean, I thought Mahomes looked awful the first three quarters i mean i know he rushed in a touchdown and had some good throws but he was missing throws that like by a, not just a little bit he was throwing it you know three yards behind his receivers some, three yards in front of his receivers there was some horrible i mean in there. <laughs> yeah i was yeah i was a, yeah that was probably part of the reason that i'm sure um you've mentioned um yourself being a little bit uh, depressed i'm um, going because we were both um rooting, rooting <laughs> for the chiefs obviously um I think I think especially when I saw Nick Bosa starting to just just yell at you know yell abuse at Chiefs players when they thought they had the game won, um, I was really really fucking unhappy. 
And uh, and, yeah, and but yeah, um, it didn't it didn't look like the it didn't look like they had a way back really, did it? Because they just there was never there was never any rhythm. The one touchdown they did have was obviously from Mahomes running it running it in, which to get you need to get close to have that chance. But you know they hadn't got it in the end zone in any other way. They had a you know a field goal, and otherwise, um, you know as you said, the the 49ers running game was working on the day too. Because I mean they had the the mix of passing like Garoppolo was making enough passes to have, make them have to worry about that. And obviously the running game was elite all year, so they were just they were pushing every time they went to run the ball. There was, and that's the one thing that I can't remember. It was somewhere in the fourth quarter, um, the Forty ers had a first down, and they just passed. They they ran it, but then they ran it and got five yards, and then they passed on second down and passed on third down again, and it was like three and out. And I was like, you've ran on first down, and you've got the you've got a ten yeah. point ten point lead. Why aren't you running on second down again? Because you're getting they were getting like three to four yards every rush, it seemed. And I just, yeah, it, it and, seemed like yeah. a weird, again, like Shanahan, just a weird time to start, just, just go away from the run game, especially when you've gotten like half your, half the yardage you need for another first down on the first down. Like, I just, it was, exactly. I, I, I remember seeing that one and thinking, okay, that's like when they had to punt after that, I was like, well, that's a ch- chance I didn't think the Chiefs were going to get. And whether, I can't remember if they scored off the next possession or not um, and started that comeback, but. It just seemed weird that the timing that again, like a couple of years ago, that the no, that was after the pick, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, yeah. So with a, and that pick, yeah, yeah, that's where you can stamp your authority on the game. It's just, and on that third down, Garoppolo, like the receiver, obviously had you know multiple ways he could go on the route, and just based off the coverage, and Garoppolo just completely like missed the route mm-hmm. against the coverage. So that's just. You know, those are the little things right there. It's like Mahomes probably knows what his guys are going to like run in what coverage because they're on the same page and Garoppolo, you know, he's good. He's just not elite. And Mahomes is an MVP. <laughs> so, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a big deal. Um, it was just a lot of fun to watch Mahomes in that setting, too. It reminded me of Russell Wilson a little bit um, and the stuff he's done in the playoffs, um, even against you guys, mm-hmm. other than the pick. But like he let like he marched right down the field against you guys, and if they would have just handed it off to Beast Mode, you know, whole different story. And who knows what the NFL looks like right now? But it's just it just came down to who was the best player on the field, and that's I think going to be Mahomes for the next <laughs> ten years, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a question I was going to ask you is like, Lamar Jackson won the MVP unanimously and that's and he deserved it but will we remember the season more as Mahomes' season rather than Jackson's breaking out party I think that's going to depend what the Ravens do in the next few years probably um I think we'll oh, certainly yeah. rem- we'll certainly remember um Lamar Jackson just because I think this year there's been a lot of talk about him and finally breaking out of that he you know that Phil Sims should have been a running back or receiver or whatever it was. Right. All, less, yeah. that, all that crap. Um, yeah, I think, but I think ultimately we will remember, especially considering how the Super Bowl went and Mahomes having to throw that, you know, that third and 15 deep, like uh, the jet, the chip wasp or jet chip wasp or whatever. The, the play, wasp. The wasp yeah. play, yeah. Uh, they like, ran it against the Pats in 18. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, last, last, whatever, last playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, Particularly because Mahomes, he's now backed up his you know rookie MVP league MVP season with 
his second season, um, you know, he broke the Madden curse. Um, he's right. He's a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> he did get hurt though. So yes, he, he did. did totally he did break it. <laughs> but, well, that's fair. That is fair. Um, but no one's gonna those those kind of things. You know, him getting hurt this year is going to be complete. Like I'd forgotten about it when you until you mentioned it there. I think I probably mentioned it last week, but. You are uh, all those. It's well, all, Matt Moore. I remember yeah. the Matt Moore days. <laughs> <laughs> it's all narrative. And now that he's won the Super Bowl, he's gone to Disneyland and all that. Disney World. Um, Disney it, World. Yeah, no one's going to. I thought it was Disneyland, but he chose Disney World. I don't know. No, Disney. I think everyone goes to Disney World in Orlando. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. Land is there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so. Yeah. He, yeah. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't miss what I think he missed three weeks or four weeks, something like that. If he mm-hmm. doesn't get hurt, I think the MVP. Like even though Lamar had such a great season, I don't know if he's a unanimous MVP. If Mahomes plays the entire 2019 regular season, maybe not unanimous. Especially after this playoff, I think run. he might have won it still though, because even yeah. before Mahomes got hurt, there was a couple of weeks where they were they were struggling in games and they lost a couple. And um, they just didn't. He wasn't quite as Mahomesy <laughs> in that, right. that little middle part of the season, where and that was before he got injured as well. And yeah, no, he just he turned it on again right at the end of the year. And that wasn't totally yeah. him. The Chiefs had some issues with um, you know, they they'd score twenty twenty eight and a quarter, and the rest of the game they wouldn't be able to score. Like it was just a weird. That's true. They they, they got points in bunches. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and their defense was never elite. It was just um very good, which is all it needed to be. Um, with that. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they played, I mean, against a good quarterback, they played well enough, you know, in a good run scheme, um, holding them to 20 points. I think, you know, yeah, nobody in the NFC could do that <laughs> against, yeah. uh, against the Niners. So um, it's just an impressive win overall. I'm happy for Kansas City. It's a place I spent a lot of time. It's cool for the Midwest. Um, 50 years since they'd won uh or more than 50 i think but maybe exactly 50 i don't remember they won super bowl four so whenever that was oh, this is super, bowl, this is super bowl 54 so yeah 50 years yeah 50 years so um that's crazy sports is so weird like that but just happy for that city i mean i know they got the royals world series in 15 but this hits different i was talking to one of my buddies um in kansas city and she was just like yeah this is so much different than 2015 this is crazy yeah and it's it's just a it's just a city who loves its football team it's the biggest thing there and you know even in say new england you're still like you have your guys who love the red Sox more than anything or the bruins even Mm. but like in kansas city the chiefs are the deal mainly because the royals are shit so often but I mean, they, that's their two teams, and they they love both of them. So, cool sports city. Happy for them. Um, happy for the Andy, Bay, and Andy Reid as well. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I, and that makes him a Hall of Famer now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, he might have been anyway. So, yeah, just overall pretty happy with the Super Bowl result, and I'm sure Kyle Shanahan will win one at some point. So, I don't feel too bad for him yet, even though he should have won too. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really mad about that Atlanta one. So <laughs> I am not. I've got the de- I've got the coffee table book about that game. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was really cool to see how Andy Reid like how happy he was at the end of the game. Um, obviously, he like, just wanted he, a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved I loved. Um, I don't know if you saw the ringer put out that video of like 
um, like Paul Rudd in that show, like being like, who would have thought? Yeah, not me. Like about the him, not me. him still having the three. That was one of my favorite hot ones. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> Um, Which your uh, Australian brethren was on it this week, Margot Robbie. She cannot handle spice. <laughs> oh yeah, but whatever. Andrea was sending Andrea sent that to me before because she was talking about the Mighty Ducks, and she said Margot Robbie. She does, yeah. Margot Robbie's story about liking ice hockey is exactly the same as yours. I was like, even right down to the fact that I wanted to play ice hockey and my parents couldn't get because there was only fucking one rink in the whole state. Yeah, right. Me and Margot Robbie no are ice. essentially the same person, except she's. Obviously gorgeous and a Hollywood starlet, and I'm podcasting with you, which I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> and you can handle your spicy food. So yeah, that's, that's, one, that's yeah. one place where, yeah. But, yeah, it was a good episode. I actually thought of you, too, when she was talking about the Mighty Ducks, and I was like, was this like a cultural phenomenon in, in I remember Australia? having a take. I think you and her are around the same age. So. Yeah, we might be, which, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we both probably had it taped on a VHS tape off the TV. I remember my friends coming over. I'm like, we're going to watch The Mighty Ducks. And some of them knew it, some of them didn't. I'm like, either way, we're going on a journey together. I think I only sat down and watched like it all the way through once. Like, and it was at a friend's house. Because like, my parents just always made me watch adult movies with them. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to watch Mighty Ducks. I was like, all right, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> But I did one day, I think in Oregon even, I was old and just like, it was on Disney Channel or something. They had the third one on and I was like, what the hell is this? Okay. Actually, I was probably in, in still, but and I was probably stoned out of my gills, <laughs> but uh, I probably shouldn't have said that on the pod, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the third one is a little, is like, the third one's a bit it's of a It's bizarre. It? It's, yeah, it's like, it's like they go, they go from the second one where they're like the fucking US national team at the Goodwill Games to being the yeah. junior team in a, <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> yeah. super fucking stupid, but it's still got some fun moments. So the first two are like the two that do really match up well together. Yeah. If even, you want a even, sad tale, you just look up what Goldberg's doing these days. Oh, it's I saw, I saw his mug, mug shot the other day. Yeah rough he hasn't he hasn't survived being benched for julie the cat gaffney like (laughs) (laughs) oh shit that's dark (laughs) i like it (laughs) hey she's the cat yeah look you know she was the only one that could make the save i'm like gonna stall and like you know she could pick the yeah and goldberg was like okay but they like literally in the first one strapped him to the goal so he's he's like i don't want to do this it's like you're the fucking goalie I think there's even a line in yeah. the first one or second one. He's like, "Why are they shooting at me?" And one of the other guys looks at him, and goes, "You're the goalie. <laughs> you're yeah. meant to get. You're meant to get hit." Dude, being a goalie is so much fun. Like, you don't even feel anything unless it like hits you in the head, which is scary. <laughs> but... Well, I've always pictured it like when there's a scene where he's he's saving pucks and like he's shooting his leg out and like a puck hits it and it's like yeah. a gunshot sound. That's how I I picture it now. You're just invincible and they're just bouncing off you. <laughs> My yeah, I played goalie uh, against because I was always awful at skating, like Margot Robbie, because <laughs> I didn't learn how to skate really. I could like I could go fast, I just couldn't stop like her. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to stop to this day. Like Kenny Wu on rollerblades, so I play goalie and it's fun. It's, you know, we had all pads, you don't feel anything. Yeah, it's like right, playing with an orange ball. <laughs> all right, so this ties into the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we yeah we got roundabout there. Um, yeah, uh, good for. I the think show. we only talked about hockey like a 
couple times on this podcast, and it was definitely in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, when we were actually, because I just don't get a chance to watch it too much. Um, I enjoy it as a sport a lot. It's just I can't talk about it that well. <laughs> I'm a front runner when it comes to it. So like when the Blackhawks are good, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> when they've been bad lately, so yeah, I think they're still in the hunt for uh, the wild card though. So that'll be your hockey minute for this for this podcast. <laughs> Um, well, back to something we know a bit more about. Um, the, <laughs> Mo- the Mookie Betts trade. Now, can you tell, like, right. I, I literally woke up this morning and saw that it was like the Red Sox are still trying to work some things into that deal. So is that not completely done yet? Like, where are we at? No, that? it's hung up on this guy who's had Tommy John surgery. And as Bill Simmons said yesterday on their live trade deadline podcast, um, he has a ligament from his hamstring, I think, in his elbow. No, oh, yeah. and that like that was one of the big pieces that they got for uh, for Mookie. I mean, mm. they got I, they got fleeced, but they just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. And I know it was a bad deal for Boston fans because out here it, the mood is somber to say the least. They like don't <laughs> know what's going on. So, um, happy for Andrea and the Dodgers. I already can't stand them for twenty twenty. Um, uh. I think they probably are the favorite now, and that sucks for the Yankees because they were the favorite for like after they signed Cole till for like three months. They've been yeah. the favorite the twenty twenty title, but I think the Dodgers are are back in front. And some some would say they've won two World Series in the last three years. So yeah, you still got <laughs> to win them. You still got to win them on win them on the field. <laughs> I think I've said right. in the last pods yeah. like if they if. The only, wor- only thing, the worst thing I could see happening is titles being vacated, not actually rewarded. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. But well, it'll uh, never be rewarded. But like, yeah. I think the LA fans feel really cheated, and they think that. And to a certain, to a certain extent, um, obviously, as we've said on other pods before, as long as they didn't do anything wrong, um, there's a certain validation to that feeling. And as, if that's what helps get you through, like, I mean, seasons are all about narratives, and the narratives for those two seasons. Uh, particularly the Astros one, I think the Red Sox one is still like it's that one's kind of being left in the shadows a little bit, um, apart from like obviously Cora getting fired, but um, yeah, and probably the, banned. The 2017 so. season's forever going to have the narrative now that um, it's tainted, uh, even if it's in the right. it's going to be in the book that the Astros won it. Um, but the right. Do- Dodgers fans are going to be able to say, "Hey, look, we <laughs> we think we had an, they had an unfair advantage, so we know that, and everyone everyone as a baseball fan knows that now." So. Yeah, right. It is what it is. But I think, yeah. There's also a tweet going around of the 2017 World Series. Um, the Dodgers are in Houston, and it looks like their first base coach is talking into an Apple Watch. Uh-huh. But I think what it could be, even though you're not supposed to use Apple Watches, but this was before the Red Sox scandal. I think I don't know. I, it's just a bad look for baseball overall. But I think he asked Justin Turner what he got on the pitch which isn't against the rules at all. Mm-hmm. You know, the first base coach was like, well, what do you, what, what does this guy have? What do you hit that on? I think it was after a double and he was walking over to hand him his shin guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Turner tells him, and then he speaks into the watch, which is technically illegal um, because of the technology. But like, if it was just a single and he was talking to the first base coach, mm-hmm. then he could say that to him. Because they're talking at for, on first, and the first base coach could just walk over to the dugout and be like, "Well, on a one-two count, he threw a curveball." Yeah. You know? 
So uh, it's it's, like, it's passing it's passing on information that they already that they've found out through the legitimate means of play rather than yeah right and, and, the only, and you and see the it only, all the time after yeah. somebody strikes out yeah they talk on back and forth but yeah I don't know yeah anyway Mookie bets yes yeah <laughs> um so the Dodgers yeah favorites for maybe winning winning a World Series on the field um finally uh yeah I yeah I I I said to you yesterday that. Um, it's a good chance. I mean, if everything goes as, and you know, nothing ever goes the way you think it will, but there's a good chance no. that the Yankees, Yankees get through the AL and the, um, Dodgers get through the NL and we have a Yankees Dodgers world series, which would be fucking fun. Like, you know, a lot of people would, it's fu- It's funny. There'd be, there'd be like some Red Sox fans or people that would be like, Oh, I hate that. I wouldn't even watch it. And they probably would because they'd just be rooting against one of the teams or they'd just be New York, yeah. Or it'd just be a spectacle because it's two big markets. Like Right. People always say they hate that you you get tweets and it happened with the Patriots as well. Like, oh man, I hate the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. I can't stand this. But then they're all that everyone fucking watches it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And everyone, it's fun to root against teams. It's almost yeah. more fun to root against teams than for your own team. So <laughs> But yeah, and you have the caveat that they've played in World Series going way back you know jackie robinson stole home mm-hmm. against the yankees um maybe he was out yogi bear certainly thinks he was but <laughs> uh you know they used to be in brooklyn it used to be a new york thing so mm-hmm. that would be really cool as well um i don't know who's going i haven't done any baseball research even though pitchers and catchers report soon but I don't know who's going to compete with them in the NL. I know the NL West is going to be a little bit more difficult this year. Um, I think the Diamondbacks might be able to compete a bit, but I don't see anybody in the Central um, competing. Maybe the Atlanta Braves, but I think it's a pretty easy path for the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. especially with the team they have now with Mookie. They have two MVPs in their outfield now. I mean, Yeah, that's that's unreal. (laughs) (laughs) And Mookie's such a... Such a die. He's like one of my. Um, I said to Andrea the other day, I was really excited about him getting traded to the Dodgers. Like, um, mainly because he's actually one of my favorite baseball players. Because it's a maybe not a well known fact, but he's actually an incredibly good 10 pin bowler. He's like, bowls right? Like, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, he, you, yeah, right. yeah, he bowls professionally. He's bowled like he's bowled at least 10 300 games. And I think, right. and I think he bowled like he bowled his first one in professional bowling like a year or two ago. So he's like. And he, I watched him bowl, and he's like a really good form. And I'm like, and so he's just such a good at like athlete. Um, even though bowling, some people might say it's fucking tough work when you bowl a few games in a row and they're actually putting effort into it. But as far as a baseball player goes, he's just such a dynamic. Like considering his size, he can hit. He he's quite a. He's got a bit of a slugger about him, and then he's just incredible right. an incredible fielder as well. And um, yeah, he's just such the he's the perfect piece for them. Like I think. And some of those other pieces that the Dodgers have looked at, I think this is the trade that was actually like the best one that they could do to just complement what they've already got. Um, and they traded Jock Peterson away, I think. I think he's gone to the Angels, um, which is probably... Oh, like, is he? I know he lost his arbitration today. I think he... But I, know oh, I, thought, I thought that... I saw it. I thought that one came through the other day, but I could be wrong. Andrea. Yeah, there's going to be some big players on the move. I think the Cubs might get rid of Chris Bryant. Unfortunately, oh, sorry, a mid- that, rumored trade to the Angels still. Right, yeah. yeah, but it'll probably happen now because Jock Peterson is mediocre in my opinion. Strikes yeah. out a lot. He's uh, been he's been he upgraded 
Yeah, he's he's, he's the he's the one that you can get rid of now that you've added fucking Mookie Betts. He's also the Jared Goff of the MLB. <laughs> just a real dummy. <laughs> like, just he did this interview with Rosillo on when he still had his radio show, and oh my god, <laughs> it was worse than Jared Goff by far. He even had like the idiot stoner laugh, which was funny. But every time I saw him, I was just like, "What a what a giant dumbass!" <laughs> I feel like we both have that laugh sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be a drinking laugh too. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. That's what mine is all the time, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not right now. It's at uh, it's nine thirty. This I'm podcast brought to you by Yingling, America's oldest brewery. <laughs> Fly the eagle. I don't know what they're saying. Actually. They just have an eagle on there. I, think. I don't think I've ever had a but, yingling. Uh, it's an East Coast thing, so I hadn't had it until I moved out uh, here. I had one. Once I got into Indiana, I had one. Yeah. And I think when I'd been to Indiana before, I didn't know about it. But it's good. It's sweet. So leads to some hangovers. Mm-hmm. But um, so what I do love about never... the US. There's some really cool like regional beers. like um... Right. Remember Justin getting in us, getting us into Shiner Bock. Yeah, and then now, and, I, and now I every still time, like yeah, I like it too. And <laughs> I, I, I think it's what uh, Jeff Bridges is drinking when he's giving fucking Gil Birmingham shit in hella high water when he's just sitting in his fucking hotel yeah, room. It's very Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then there's Lone Star down there, which is like the shittiest beer imaginable, but it's still, you know, it's fun to drink because it's like, when else am I going to drink this? But, yeah. Well, I feel like down in Texas, particularly in hot, like this, there's, there's certain beers, like there's some shit South Australian beers that I will drink when it's like 40 degrees <laughs> or slash 100 degrees. Like, because at that temperature, you just want to drink something that's going to like go down easy and isn't actually going to be too heavy on you. And that's probably what like Lone Star is. I assume I haven't had Lone Star before. It's been yeah, on- it's like high life, but worse. It's like wa- more watery than high life. Like, it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like a Keystone. Or a Natty Light. Um, Ooh, Natty my Light. favorite podcast, All Fantasy Everything, other than our podcast, of course, but All Fantasy <laughs> Everything. David Borey talks about drinking Natty Lights in the summer and just like filling up like a kiddie pool of ice and just like hanging out in the yard and just having like a 30 rack in the, in the <laughs> kiddie pool, <laughs> like floating around. Yeah, Natty, Natty like, Lights. You what just suck them down. Fuck me up in like a keg water. race once. Oh, yeah. Well,. Yeah. Anything will fuck you up in a keg race. Like. <laughs> well, it was Natty Light. It's the only time I've ever had Natty Light, I think. Unless, yeah, I've probably had it in some beer pong games, to be fair. It's but. kind of an East Coast <laughs> thing, too, honestly. I mean, Matt Ryan's nickname is Matty Ice. So yeah. That was Boston, yeah. from his Boston College days. But, yeah, it's kind of the same way with High Life. I, just anything you can really drink, like, 15 of and be able to function is usually fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have their place. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, so yeah, the, so the trade—I assume the trade's going to go through. <laughs> like, I, I, it's still being held up. I'm watching Sports Center right now, and it's held up to a prospect's health. So bloody hell. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll come back. I'm sure it'll go through. Yeah, that would be a yeah. You, it's once the trade's at that point, like I assume they'll just work out some kind of something else in there somewhere. Because I think the Dodgers are. A set on having Mookie Betts in their lineup, so they'll if they have to make a yeah. small concession here or there, I think they're still going to win this trade. So it's uh, for sure. And yeah. I don't think the only other team in the running was uh, the Padres. 
So that would have been a cool team, cool to see him there instead of the Dodgers. But yeah. no, Jock Peterson is on the Angels already. He they is. just traded him. Right. Yeah, they yeah. traded him after he lost his arbitration. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least he doesn't have to move far. Um. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people don't consider Anaheim, uh, LA, really. Well, I mean, it's LA adjacent, but yeah, it's a different county, so I understand why. Like the the name Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is actually really stupid because they're literally in another county. But right, um, and I think I know. Jeff, um, who is an Angels fan, he didn't, he certainly didn't like the name change. I don't think. Um, and yeah, most people that are Angels fans and are down there are like, "This is the stupidest name ever." But you know, I guess they so you're just stuck with uh, California Angels. California from Angels was perfect, and the the logo was great. Like all of that stuff. I mean, the, the, right. the current Angel logo isn't bad, but um, yeah, it's just yeah, California Angels was perfect. When they had the halos on the hat, I mean. What's better than that? Yeah, you know, like the like the, halo just the on A was like the in A the with the yeah the A was just a halo on it, or is, no? There was like in the eighties they had hats that had the A on it with a halo on it, but then on top of it, oh. on top of the hat, it had like a white circle around it. Fuck, <laughs> so yeah. I'm literal to, halos. I'm gonna have to find that one on eBay or something like that. That's that's a cool hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you, I bet Lids that, sells them. Yeah, they'd, they'd be Lids have a lot of different retro or new era. Yeah, they reproduce all the stuff that sells still. So, yeah, they sent me an ad for. I think I was talking about it the other day, which is creepy. But <laughs> like the old school Marlins hats, mm. the teal when they were still the Florida Marlins, and that they, they had the F with the the Marlins with the Marlin like, coming yeah. off of it. Yeah, that was sick. This is just us talking like we're at a bar. <laughs> like, right is, now, we're not podcasting. This is literally what this podcast was created for at first. I think so. That's fine. It is, yeah, I mean, it is what we started it for we wanted to be like hey this is like we talk about this all the time at the bar might as well just talk about it here but i don't really have a strong feeling either way on mookie Betts is important to talk about but i do i mean i think it pushes the dodgers over and i just don't know what the red Sox are doing right now some people think that henry's now aiming to sell the team that's why he didn't want to pay the luxury tax blah 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 blah, blah. so to focus on Liverpool, actually. So there you go. No, he's, he's, re- <laughs> he's realized what happens. He's realized what happens when you spend money in on, a, on an English Premier League team. You uh, become the best team in the world. So, and you right. make, and you make a shitload more money. Um, Liverpool is probably way more profitable. Maybe not way more, but more profitable than the Red Sox. I bet. I would so. imagine they are with the fact they sell out a stadium. Like the the stadium is sold out just every even for a FA Cup game last week where they reduced the ticket prices. Because they were playing their kids, that still sold out. That was that was a great tweet. There was yeah. some random city fan retweeted Liverpool's tweet about um the, the tickets now being sold out, and he was just like, "For fuck's sake, they can't they sell out even their kids." Like, I just wanted to send one tweet right. giving them shit about their empty stadium, like they do to us. And <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Did they always do that, or is that just like there's so much buzz around this team right now that they sold out? Um, FA Cup games, yeah, the, uh, particularly when, but when they're playing their senior squad, they'd be selling it out. Yeah, I think uh, they were ex- half expecting. Well, they because their Klopp was already like, "I'm going on holidays." The team's going on holidays because this is the winter break time. Like the FA FA is stupid to schedule it here, so it was just announced straight away that they're going to play their under twenty threes essentially, and then so the club said, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll reduce ticket prices," and they still sold out the game and they won. So 
it was, there you um, go. They kind of turned around there because there was some bad PR from you know the idiot sections of the media saying, "Oh, Klopp should turn up and bring his team," and everyone's like, "It's literally the winner break. Like everyone else is getting the break. Why can't they? Like this is the FA's fault. Right. Don't have don't have Plus, don't have replays in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Like that's that's my point really. But go to fucking penalty. Yeah, that is crazy. It is funny though when big teams have to replay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we replayed with our under twenty threes and got through anyway. So you know. Trent, right. Trent Alexander Arnold was in Miami hanging out with the the Heat while we were getting through, so everything Good worked guy. out fine. <laughs> yeah. James Milner was still there on the sidelines, like helping coach. Like that's just him. Of but... course he was. He was probably eating a mayonnaise and American cheese sandwich. And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, Klopp, what can I do for you? I don't know. I, that's probably not how he sounds, but that's how I picture him sounding when I see the boring James Milner account. <laughs> <laughs> James Milner's actual Twitter account is one of the funniest on Twitter. It's funny how he's he's created because he, he gives us because him and andy robo are like best mates and he's just half the time giving him shit like like fucking robo right robo like um tweeted a picture from saint andrews or something like that and muna responded like oh it's good to see you, you can use your right foot because he's had his right foot like up on the rock like posing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and said something about sunscreen or something like that but um yeah uh liverpool are really good uh that's the point Right, there's our transition. That's <laughs> one of the worst transitions we've ever had. But well, we were talking yeah, about I mean, Liverpool is putting together the best season uh, that the English Premier League has ever seen. I'm sure there were maybe better seasons, like not technically better on points, but more impressive. I don't know uh, the history too well, but they're putting together one of the most historic runs in well, no team, English football. No team's ever started like this in any any of the top five leagues, so... In England, or just like, or do you mean like the Bundesliga and yeah, in any of like the top five, like top five leagues being England, Spain, uh, Italy, Germany, and um, France. The what? Yeah, like, consider the top five leagues, and no team ever in history has started a season better than this. So that's how historic it is. And, and you know, there is the question as to whether it will continue because now they've got the lead, they can kind of manage their squad between the Champions League coming up again and. And, you know, the FA Cup is still in play, so, yeah. Well, we're in the FA Cup, so you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think we have Portsmouth in the next round, so hopefully get through that. No, that's a blast from the (laughs) mid-2000s. Yeah. But, yeah, I I mean, a treble is possible for you guys, right? Still in the Carabao Cup? Uh, Not in the Carabao, no. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that uh, (laughs) trophy anyway. That, that, was the, that was the one that we got knocked out of because we were in fucking Qatar. Right. Yeah. Whatever. So we, we played the kids against Aston Villa and lost lost 5-0. But actually, we played all right. It's just, you know, the, it was the kids. Um, even yeah. even more of the kids because there was a few, of the, a few of the under-23s that went to Qatar as well. So it was like, yeah, it was a real real mixed bag. But, um, yeah, no, trebles in play. Uh, well, I mean, we've already got two trophies this season technically because we've got the Super Cup and um, the Club World Cup already. So... File those under who gives a shit, but <laughs> uh, yeah, though a treble would be sick. Like, I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think I do think the Champions League is gearing up to be really fun, especially mm-hmm. with matches coming up here pretty soon. So I just think it's really hard to win the Champions League back to back years unless you have Cristiano Ronaldo on one. Yeah. So. But we'll see. I mean, they're definitely the one of the best clubs in the world right now. And, I mean, 
Real Madrid is actually playing really well right now. So I'm very happy about that because they're playing Tottenham. But there are teams in Champions League that will give you guys much more of a run for your money than, unfortunately, the EPL has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Real Madrid got knocked out of their uh, their, uh, their their equivalent of the FA Cup yesterday, though, which is weird. They did, yeah. yeah. Against Sociedad. They had, like... Before that, they had like a twenty-one match unbeaten streak. Though, I yeah, think, well, they're, so. le- they're leading the leading La Liga by a few points, I think. So, and Barcelona seems to be in just this weird, uh, weird funk where there's all these rumors about Messi maybe finally going to leave and all that kind of shit. Which is just, if that ever happens, will be just the biggest shocking. News. Yeah, be the biggest news of the year because yeah, we've often. At this point, I've often thought he's just going to retire at a, as a Barcelona player because he's what 33, 34, but. If he's not happy there and sees an opportunity to win trophies for a few couple more years before he finally retires, and I can see that happening too. So they just seem kind of aimless there right now. They didn't, you know, they're not getting those big names in anymore, really. As well, the a, big names—they're they're getting the big names, but they're whiffing on them. Like Dembele's, like right. Dembele's been injured since he got there. Coutinho didn't work out at all. It was just a complete disaster. Right. Um, the one of the last big names they got that worked was probably Suarez and then Neymar before him, and they're like Neymar's gone. Suarez is thirty five, thirty fourth, probably as well, and um, injured for the rest of this year. Uh, uh, Griezmann really hasn't. Griezmann, I assume, is playing fine, but he hasn't he hasn't been lighting it up. I haven't heard his name too much. Um, it's yeah, I, I just thought that was a weird signing in general because him and Messi remind me of similar players. So it's like, do those like two similar players really? fit together it's kind of like how the rockets got westbrook when they already have james harden the guy who loves to dribble and <laughs> take up 18 seconds on the shot clock yeah. so i just don't think that that was a smart move they just did it because they could and i don't think that's a good reason to make moves so we'll see what happens i mean they're still in the champions league and you know never count out messy but yeah yeah i mean i signed frankie de Jong last year as well and he's like fine but he's, yeah. he's not he's not the star player that they need, they need that scoring power a bit more, and exactly, and like that guy's not gonna like he's he's played fine, and yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna show up though. Yeah, and he'll like probably he... be a good player for a long time for him too because he's only twenty one, I think now. Like right, he's yeah. young, like he's gonna get better. Right. Um, but yeah, they need to be probably scouting better with their four. Like they got the Ansu Fadi who's like seventeen. Like he seems to be really good, but yeah, it's just a little transition period over the next couple of years might be a bit rough for him because they just haven't. A few of these ones they've whiffed on, like Coutinho, is, and when you spend 142 mil on a player, you're expecting them to be there for the next seven, eight years, I assume. Right. Um, yeah. Right through his prime, because Coutinho's only 27 now. Like, Yeah, he was he, a pub back then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all these signings that they've just whiffed on over the last couple of years, and yeah, Dembele being the other big $100 million one, whatever he was in the end. But, yeah, when you're spending that much money on two players that, you know, Coutinho's on loan at Bayern Munich, that's how... Little he's regarded in that sense, and then Dembele's just on the treatment table all the time. Well, and again, Coutinho seems to play a similar role that Messi and Griezmann play. So it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're signing all these big names for the same position, and you know Coutinho is playing in Bayern and he's doing great. Like it's your, it's you're just buying names to buy them because you have the money to do it. Even though I thought they were on a FIFA ban, but you know there's always ways around that. But he goes to Bayern Munich. He's playing great. It might be Barcelona's system at this point. You yeah. know, it well, wasn't to... Coutinho's fault. I yeah. mean, maybe he wasn't. I mean, maybe he was stressed out and not living up to the hype there because you know that's where 
everybody wanted him to go and you know he said that was home and all that kind of like Fabregas it's like yeah you can want to go there and you can want to play for the biggest team but it's a lot of pressure when <laughs> it's a little bit different than the EPL so. yeah yeah and that'll be that's um you know where some teams have to their scouting needs to be a little bit better and you know not not just signing big players but then Barcelona's got this expectation that they will I think and the way the boards work there, you know, and and with transfers in Spain is a little bit different. You know, but Real Madrid's had that over the years where they've been expected to, like, fans just expect them to sign big players. And if they don't, then the fucking president gets ousted, essentially. So, Right, whereas, it's like, like the Yankees. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> whereas, you know, like, um, the English Premier League is a little bit different. You know, teams do expect big signings, but where um, I think fans are a little bit more reasoned in their, uh, their hope that, you know, when... Liverpool and Manchester City have spent big money on players, but sometimes have spent big money on players like Bernardo Silva was a decently expensive right. buy, but they weren't. A, that wasn't like the expected move. But he's turned into a really good player for them. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like, like bringing in Eden Hazard or Hazard or yeah. you know, Coutinho even. So, I mean, a lot of the move. I don't think there was a blockbuster move in the EPL. Maybe what United just did um, at the end of the window, but what is that really going to do for United? United's pure trash and scoring goals is not their issue, but it just feels like in the EPL, they look for players in these windows. Like in the EPL, they like look in the summer to get that big name in January. They just need to fortify their team. Basically like Arsenal got a bunch of defenders or at least a couple. And that's what we need. We Mm. need more depth at the center back position. So Rather than splashing money for somebody we don't need, we just actually took aim at what has been hurting us this season. And I think a lot of EPL teams do that, and that's why it's the best league in the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's. I think that just the scouting systems in in the EPL are lit. I, I mean, I don't. I, Barcelona is obviously and Real Madrid have obviously signed some incredibly young talent over the years. It just seems the last few years that they've they've kind of gone a bit aimless in there. They they're trying to. Especially, I think uh, Barcelona might be under a bit of pressure with Messi in particular, wanting to give him one last run, so they're just throwing money at the issue rather than, um, and, you know, it seems to have had the opposite effect that because it's become so frustrating, and and uh, there is a lot of people that still think that the Liverpool result broke them because there's that, there's that much evidence to the fact, like the documentary they did and just how fucking bro- like broken they were after that. Uh, I think someone put up. A, yeah, I saw, it's no a, joke. I saw a tweet this morning that Sergio Busquets hasn't tweeted since he tweeted that day, saying "Game day, let's go." <laughs> As Shea flips off the train. Um, yeah, I, I think so I think Sergio Busquets like tweeted on the day of the game against Liverpool at Anfield, like "Yeah, game day, let's go," and that was the right. last, that's the last tweet on his account. Apparently, <laughs> like, he, hasn't, he hasn't said anything. Well, since. those devastating like comeback losses. I mean, it broke the Atlanta Falcons. That's for sure. Yeah, um, they they've been a shell of themselves since that loss. It just that's what happens to teams. Like it completely changes the mindset and the momentum of a club. I think the, so, the Yankees, although they're fine after the two thousand and four, they won a World Series since, but that changed the course of them because. There was just an automatic, you know, there was just this aura of invincibility with versus the Red Sox, and the Red Sox have won a couple of World Series since then. They've got more than the Yankees do. Four, this. actually. So yeah, so like yeah, I mean, they've been way more successful than the yeah. Yankees. So. And I think that result is a big part of it, and that's a comeback from uh, you know three. That's a 
three nothing deficit right. too. Like you know, for the, the first time ever. The exact hasn't same, happened since. The like, exact same result as the Liverpool one, exact actually, as far as the score line looks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and Messi had, or I don't think it was Messi, but he set it up. That they had that sitter, they could have made it four zero. Um, yeah. in the first leg last season, and that would have been. I think that would have. I think that would have put you guys out. Um, just knowing as an Arsenal fan, we've been behind for nothing in a first leg. <laughs> and we scored three goals in the second leg, but did not get through. So I think something like that might have happened if Messi and whoever he fed that to buries it, but he just blasted it over the bar. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of what ifs in that. And it's the same with the Yankees. Because I think the Yankees won game three of that series, like, 16 to 7 or something like that if i'm remembering right back to 04 is a long time ago but yeah so it's just like all these moments where you look back on it and it rattles your confidence and with the red Sox, i mean there's no argument that they've been the better team the last 15 years since that world series mm-hmm. the yankees have actually struggled a lot and there's a power shift but i think going back to mookie betts real quick that this is the power shift back. They, mm. you know, the Yankees have Aaron Judge now. What could be an MVP if he can stay healthy? And the Red Sox, I don't know what the Red Sox are doing right now. Um, like I said, the owners might be selling the team, so they don't really care. But the Yankees got the best pitcher in baseball, and the Red Sox countered by giving away their best player for nothing, basically. You yeah. know, a couple prospects, one of whom is injured yeah. already. Or they're it's, scared it's about they it. just wanted to save on the luxury tax, which is saying is basically saying we're not planning to win. So, yeah. And I think Red Sox fans have grown greedy. That was the thing about the Cubs fans. We, we did not want to be like the Red Sox fans were when they won, mm. where they just became like, well, we expect to win every season. I mean, I want the Cubs to win. I root for them. I wasn't shocked when we didn't make the playoffs this year. So, like, we had a shitty team. But they gave me that World Series in 16, and it's, like, one of my happiest sports moments. But now the Red Sox, and just people in Boston in general, all the titles they've won, they think they deserve to win all the time. It's like, no, actually, now you deserve, like, 30 years of nothing. Like, imagine being, like, I don't know, 20 years old from Boston. All you know is winning. Yeah. It's insane. So I think the power is going to shift back, and I think we might see this. I mean, I think the window shut on the Red Sox. <laughs> they don't have a manager. They don't. They're about to not have owners. So, I mean, baseball is about to start in like four days, and they don't have a manager. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> so, and they just lost their best player. So. I mean, I'd be shocked if J.D. Martinez stays there all year if they're going to – it feels like they're tanking, which doesn't isn't a thing in baseball. So yeah, that was my little Red Sox. What I wanted to say for Mookie when we were talking about it, but we talked about beer instead. So now yeah. we're talking about Liverpool, and I'm talking about Mookie. So if we bring up another subject, maybe I'll talk about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the tie with the owners there is um, interesting with Liverpool's success. And, and you know, the, the, the owners – the, you know, the Henry and uh, Werner and co have been really good for the Red Sox too. Obviously, they've done the same thing at Liverpool with um, making sure they keep the stadium and, and reinvesting back in, you know, Fenway. You know, there was genuine, the genuine thought was that they were going to move out of Fenway before they took over. And, and that right. would now, which would have been awful. Yeah, you look back and that would have been tragedy. And then Liverpool were had plans to build in the park adjacent to Anfield and build a new, completely new stadium. And 
now they're just redeveloping Anfield, which is the smart move. Um, it's uh, right. obviously had some issues with the housing around it, but now it's getting that sorted has made that possible and kept you know one of the cathedrals of football. So yeah, right. they've done good things. It's just yeah, I mean, and they won well. They've got three world. Se- yeah. They've got three world series that don't have any uh, question marks. They've got one recent <laughs> recently that is in the current, the midst of a current big question mark. But um, you know, well, Manny done, and Ortiz done, were on steroids, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone, Every, was everyone was. Yeah. 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 No, there's no no so. t- no team that won the world series in those 10, 15 years. I think, and you know, A Rod <laughs> was with the Yankees, and yeah. Any. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last Yankees World Series. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, they so, went they went a decade without winning one for the first time in fucking forever. I yeah, think. yeah. And again, like Red Sox fans were giving the Yankees fans shit about that out here, um, and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you guys went eighty six years without a title, and now you're giving them shit for ten years. <laughs> and and bringing that up is just just shows how dominant the Yankees have been. Like yeah. there there hadn't been a decade where they hadn't won a World Series forever, like. It's insane. Like yeah. I would love to be a fan of that team. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I don't know. It's I think the Red Sox are in for um at least a season of misery. But yeah, I it think, is weird because like the I think, two I powers, think Vince could use the Portland team Portland team becoming <laughs> becoming a thing real yeah. soon. I just feel like that's a, such a I think long shot right now. Yeah. But it's, I, I went into the I went into the little store. Um yeah, it's near Providence, <laughs> Providence Park, and you know they're they're all pretty hopeful in there, and it's a cool little spot. But yeah, I I, right. I I'd like to see it happen. Like I think Portland's a city that deserves another professional team of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's certainly. Like, I don't know. It's big enough to support it, and like a, a baseball stadium in Portland would just somehow be perfect. I think, like especially if they put it right in the Willamette there, where they where they're talking. Um, I feel like it'd have to be retractable roof, like safe. Well, whatever no, they're, 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 the plan they've the plan they've got in place is for uh, retractable roof. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a baseball city to me, but it just feels like such a basketball and soccer city, just because that's what they've had for so long. And rooting yeah. for those teams, like those fans are so like. I just don't know if those fans are going to carry over, like because soccer fans are so unique, and they're like a bunch of Timbers Army fans don't even like other sports they just like soccer because they, it's the hip thing to do so would they get that way with baseball baseball is kind of for an older crowd i don't i don't know portland's a young city that's why the nba and ML, mls thrive so well there so i hope it does happen because it'd be cool um i hope they're in the al though because i want to support them but if they're in the <laughs> nl probably have to hate them so yeah i don't yeah. know yeah, I just no. don't know if the MLB needs to expand. Yeah, but, well, that'll be the question is whether they get a team that's like, you know, the two teams that have come up here and there is like the A's and the A's and the Rays um, <laughs> yeah. as far as moving goes. So, but yeah, I I think what, because Vince listens, obviously listens to local radio and stuff up there. I think like his, right. his last, like last time I talked to him about it was that the feeling was that maybe in like two or three years when the baseball is looking possibly to expand that's what we'll get right. is more likely yeah. so um i think certainly the move movement on the ground is very legitimate and i think that they're going to keep pushing towards it uh, it's just just a matter of i like to think it's a matter of when not if um yeah but uh, yeah it's 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 certainly got this you know it's, it's 
crazy having guys like Russell Wilson who are really into like part of it, and you know there's a, some right. legitimate support behind it, and the, they've got the you know good plans, and so I like the fact they've got a you know a stadium that's I think around thirty four thousand is what they're looking at. They're understanding yeah. that you know the the big hundred thousand fifty thousand seater stadiums aren't necessary. Build a thirty four thousand seater that's that looks you know gets looks sold great, out looks yeah. great you know even if it only gets twenty for twenty five thousand in there on like you know some of those you know quieter days it still looks full fuller because it's not like you don't have twenty thousand seats still empty so yeah yeah that's the problem with Safeco is it's just too big for what the Mariners have been putting out there for some for a while I mean. I mean, I still call it Safeco. I guess it's T-Mobile. I think now. I, um, I did. I actually didn't realize it had changed names. It probably was T-Mobile when I went there. And I still called it Safeco. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll yeah. always be Safeco, just like uh, San Francisco will always be Pac Bell. So even though they've had, I think, four name changes now. So yeah, San Francisco yeah. isn't even. I, I, it was AT and T when I went there, and I don't think it's that anymore. No, it's uh, Oracle. Actually, since they lost the. Golden State Arena. They picked up the baseball stadium. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't even know what Oracle is, even though one of my buddies out here is from San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a big deal out there, though. But, yeah, it would be cool for Portland to get another team. I just, I like it the way it is right now. Yeah. Because, like, our fan bases are so rabid for the Timbers and the Mm -hmm. Blazers, so... I don't know that it would take away from that, though. I mean, I don't think it would like, because uh, yeah, they're not, they're not like I said. The I think the stadium sizing thing is really interesting, and it's like because Providence is well, we're at twenty five thousand now, something like that. You know, you you never you never like none of these stadiums are going to be looking to fill like fifty thousand people into them, so they're gonna right. they're not going to be reliant on getting huge numbers like you know the Dodgers average fifty thousand like which is pretty pretty impressive I think but you know we're not going to have to need to do that and but Portland does have a population base that is pretty decent for I'm um, like it's right again, it's one of the biggest cities in America that doesn't have one of the top four te- top you know two right. of the top four sports teams you know if you're just counting MLS out of it and going the traditional top four sports right. um I think we're the only city that has a population base of its of in its range that doesn't have more than one so the, they are an outlier in that sense and do probably have this the population network to support it. And yeah, I think there's plenty of baseball fans up there. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of Mariners fans right now, unfortunately, yeah. but well, that's, that's, uh, it's just yeah, what you got to change. Cool to, like, like have the Yankees roll through like yeah. Portland. That'd be cool. Yeah. So. And like, I like, I've, I've been a Yankees fan all my life and I will still kind of like I do with the Knicks. that will be a, a, a very, I loved second team, but like, I've always said that now that like being that I feel like I'm an Oregon native and, in my heart, anyway. Like, as any, right. anytime Portland gets a team in a professional sport, I'll that'll be my first team because it's just Portland's my city. So, yeah, I just can't do it with the Cubs, but yeah. I'll, I'll I understand them, that. Yeah, especially you... if they have cool uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd love, I'd love them to. Uh, that'll be the fun thing is if they get a team, they've really got to knuckle down on making sure they get a, the team name that represents, whether it's Portland itself or Oregon as a whole, or just find something that's. Uh, you know, very much them rather than just something right. generic. Um, wish they could do Brewers, but obviously they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, Portland Brewers would be perfect. Um, go, yeah. back, go back to the Mavericks or something would be fun too, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah. Portland Dispensary. 
<laughs> Sing- singular. The, por- the Portland holistic display. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that the that Hillsborough took the hops because that'd be sick. Portland hops. Yeah, well, you but know, it'd be interesting if they did get a team. If they if there'd be some something done there, if they wanted to take that on board, but yeah, Portland, I don't know. Portland buds. I guess Portland penguins. They <laughs> <laughs> have no idea. Yeah. Portland Timbers would be perfect, but I feel like it's Portland Timbers already got that, <laughs> and we're not we're not taking that not taking that one away. Obviously, um, feels like that one already exists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not to shit on the Timbers because obviously we love them too and talk about them a lot in this podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of another Portland team, we can wrap it up with um, uh, well, wrap up the sports chat with the uh, Blazers. Um, I think when we potted a few <laughs> at the start of the season, we were a little bit worried. I mean, things were going downhill pretty quickly for a while there. Uh, right. One of the last times we added some extended Blazers chat was before I went to America and we chatted about Melo joining the team. Um, first of all, I wanted to, yeah. I mean, we've talked off air about it, but pretty happy with how he's fit in. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I was completely wrong about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy that I was completely wrong about it. Um, yeah, I think that the Blazers might actually get that eight seed which so i mean hopefully we can get a couple games off the lakers would be cool we just beat them so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be fun i don't know what to make of them in the postseason but even if we could climb into that seven seed because i don't trust okay see that much um we'll see but i yeah i'm happy with where we're at now compared to where we were a couple months ago <laughs> yeah Especially with Nurkic and Collins coming back, hopefully. I think Nurkic is coming back in March, and Collins is supposed to come back in February. He had a setback, but when we get those guys back, I think that's why we got rid of Scalabissier um, for nothing. So, yeah. I mean, making the playoffs every year is the goal, and you know, maybe we, they can do some damage to the Lakers. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's the thing with um, an 8 seed this year. is It's not like an 8 seed uh, going up against the Warriors of the last four or five years. Uh, there's right. not the, the top teams in the um, in the West now aren't going to just, apart from the Rockets, if they get on a run of threes, like there's no team that plays like that. And, you know, the Rockets still have never been able to replicate what the Warriors could do so consistently. The Warriors try to play right. that, that mathematics, analytics stuff of getting the threes up. They still have not been good enough to do it on a consistent basis, and that's why they haven't even gone to the finals. Um, right. And they're good, but I still don't trust. I I won't trust the Rockets until they're doing it, and until I see James Harden doing it in Game Seven of like an important series, really, because they just haven't, right. haven't been able to do it. So, you know, Lakers Lakers just beat you because they're good, they they're a good basketball team, and Davis and LeBron when they're going at it. But I just think that the Blazers they can get into that eight seed playing good basketball, like you know, basketball that's better than what an eight they because if they if they get back to playing what how they were at the end of last season, they're a lot better than an eight seed. But because they're bad start to this season, they're gonna just they may, that's where they're gonna be around that those lower spots. So right. They will be at a they will be, they will cause trouble for whatever team they come up against. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, so hopefully they can do it. Um, I just like I think Memphis is really exciting, but I just don't think they're gonna have the legs to get the eight seed. And who knows with OKC if Lillard keeps playing, um, if Lillard keeps playing the way he is, he's gonna be in the MVP discussion. Because it's, I mean, I think the Blazers are going to get smacked tonight on the second end of a back-to-back in Salt Lake City. But, I mean, big win against the Spurs last night. 
Dame's just playing out of his mind. He was the second pick of the reserves in the all-star draft, which mm-hmm. is pretty rigged, it seems like. But Because <laughs> um, Giannis is terrible at it. Uh, but they just ended up doing East versus West, I think. But, yeah, Lillard, I think he's a top three MVP candidate right now. You, Vince, and I were talking about that um, mm-hmm. over Messenger. And, yeah, I mean, he averaged 45-plus points for <laughs> – you know, like eight straight games. That's unprecedented. Yeah. Um, and that's, I I think you said that you, your thoughts were, well, Vince said he's got to be in the discussion. You said yes, but he still doesn't get the publicity, uh, which, was, right. which is fair as well. I think I, what I said pretty much was that he, I think that that moment in the playoffs last year where he waved goodbye to OKC changed a lot of like, I see a lot more like Lillard stuff just in general in media. Like obviously he's done those ESPN ads, which are great. And like, um, right in my uh, office. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He, he, I just want to be in the background of one. Yeah. You know, just like whatever. Just pretending, <laughs> pretending to chat to someone while, while Lillard's saying that he's got time. Spent. Just fake typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, like, I, I still don't think he gets enough publicity, though. I, it's just, I mean, the Blazers are still like four games under 500. Yeah, well, that I think that's Portland, probably. The, so I actually think that's probably the biggest knock against him is that the Blazers aren't that good this year yet. Uh, right, but it's not his fault. He's he put them on their on his back. No, it's not. Like that's why. They, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, being down Colin and Nurkic, like Nurkic isn't. I think Charles Barkley last night said that they're getting back an all-star caliber player in Nurkic. That's yeah. how good Nurkic is. We forget about it because he's been injured forever. Yeah. But, I mean, we definitely would have got a game off Golden State in the West. One, maybe. In the oh, we may, we may, not, we may not have had to go to seven with some of the other teams that we played, too. Like We had right. we had some, like, just some long, long, grueling series that missed Nurkic. Like, you know, Cantor did what he could, but he, he was hurt, too. Yeah, um, yeah, he couldn't lift his arms in yeah. Game Seven, and we s- still beat Denver. Like Nurkic versus Jokic is way different than uh, Enos Cantor against uh, J- Jokic. So, yeah, I, I yeah. So who knows? Who knows what would have happened? But you know, yeah. he snapped his leg. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I still remember. Like we're, I was in the car with Vince and Brittany, like in Melbourne, like when they were over visiting. I remember Vince looking at his phone and going, oh, fuck. And it was just like that, that, oh, fuck, that, you know, something terrible has happened. I was actually thinking, what, yeah. what, what's happened? In, and, and it was when he got the notification that Nurkic had gotten hurt. And that's like, we knew then that that was like a, you know, a massive, and and I think we'd only been talking like a couple of days before about how every year the Blazers get an injury and oh, hopefully this will be the year that they but finally sure, get, big man. Yeah, finally have some luck. And then that happened and. You know, we knew that, and that's why, you know, we've probably haven't forgotten so much that how important Nurkic is, but it's just the NBA has, although there is a lot of pundits that do say, you know, whenever they're talking about the Blazers' issues, they say, oh, you know, Nurkic is out. So I think it's, it is known in people that know the Blazers, know basketball and whatever, um, and we, we knew certainly then how big of a loss that was going to be, but yeah, the rest of the NBA, the, the fans that aren't as familiar with him, and they'll find out when he comes back, you know, and it, he may have to be eased back in a bit, but. Right, if if they can roll Dame, CJ, Mello, Collins, Nurkic in the playoffs, you know that's a good team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that's going to be tough, and that's two big guys that you know if they do play the Lakers, 
you know, you need a big, like, that's why I don't get what the Rockets are. You just brought up the Rockets. I don't get what they're doing. Shipping off Clint Capella for basically nothing. I mean, Covington's good, but you need, like, the top four teams in the West right now have elite big men. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers don't really, but they have, like, Zubach, Zubach is a, He's enough of a force that, you know, defensively that with Kawhi and Paul George, they should be able to survive. But yeah. Jokic, Jokic um, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, that's, you know, the Rockets are going to have to play one of those teams in the first round. So P.J. Tucker is their starting center now. Anthony Davis is like a foot taller than him. So yeah, there was, um, it's going to be a problem. I don't know where I saw it. I saw it just this morning, I think, or last night. I can't remember. Days, days become one. Um, it was a video, it was basically, it was Anthony Davis, like, head, like, you know, animated onto one of the monsters from Space Jam, and then, like, I don't know if it was Covington or Tucker, it was probably PJ Tucker onto, onto Tweety Bird, like, you know, when she just lands in front of right. the monster, and it's just like, oh, he's Mr. Basketball Player, and he just squashes her and fucking dunks, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, PJ Tucker put out an Instagram of him on stilts. Like yeah. after they trade Clint Capella, it's like that's not good. No, I think Daryl Morey is trying to get fired. I think he doesn't want to be <laughs> a GM anymore after the Hong Kong shit. So yeah, I saw. <laughs> I think he's just over it. I saw someone say like, should Daryl should the Knicks hire Daryl Morey? I'm like, Daryl Morey would say no, wouldn't he? Like, <laughs> right. Unless he thinks. He yeah, truly, maybe. Unless he truly. That'd be thinks cool though. Yeah, unless he truly thinks he can do, it. and he probably is one of the few guys that could somehow turn that around. Um, right, even, but even with Dolan fucking leaning over his shoulder, yeah, I think yeah, if he would be like the president of basketball instead of the GM, I don't know. I think you like Simmons and Rasilla were talking about it. I think he just wants to like go be a billionaire, like start a hedge fund because that's like the way his brain works. Like yeah. he's too analytic for the NBA almost. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think the Blazers are as good as the Rockets right now. So. Yeah. And they're definitely as good as the Grizzlies in OKC as well. So it'll be fun. It's fun to watch basketball um, or any sport when your team's making a push because every game matters so much and you live and die with it. So it'll be fun. Hopefully yeah. they can make it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've got. To, unfortunately, got that bad, bad start to the season and some really bad basketball to like kind of build ourselves back up from. And, and so that does make every game a lot more important than... Um, you know, if, if we were just to sit and cut right. in the playoff positions, but yeah, like you said, it makes it fun for us as like, cause every, every game that's on TV, I'm putting on that I can, because you know, you do want to watch them and see them win. So. And, yeah. and Dame is much, wa- must watch TV right now. I know they got smacked the other night and he only scored 29, but pretty yeah. good when you can score 29 in an off night when your team's losing by 30. So yeah. Well, the fact is I'm making- excited to see what he does tonight on national television. He usually brings his a game for, yeah the uh tvs so the tvs good god i'm <laughs> old <laughs> i was giving a presentation this week in class and i said i was gonna do a tweet and i just head sunk right after i said it and i was like, yeah, i'm 30 years old guys so you're getting the best that i can do <laughs> so yeah do the tweets do the tweets <laughs> still 160 characters for you is it yeah, I mean, I liked 160 characters, but you know, I, I like see it. the benefit of yeah. it. <laughs> I yeah, I put out, I put the story like someone there was a tweet about um the infamous California California Oregon game in 2013 where it just was oh yeah I saw that yeah 
I was like, I'm glad for that because I took I used every character just with that story on the in that tweet because it was I was like, fuck, there's a lot happened that night because I was like, that was a good story. I'd written out the stuff about the passport. I was like, and then I was about to send it. I was like, oh yeah, I lost my Mariota jersey that night too. Like everything fucking <laughs> happened. I think we were homies then, but like, oh, we were not like super close yet because I watched that game with Nate and my dad at the O-Bar. Yeah, no, I, like, we, we were pretty, because that was, I'd known you for like, because I'd gone to Amer- Australia and come back and I was hanging out with right, you. Right, yeah. But we, because you guys, yeah. we, you guys obviously weren't going to the game, so I went to the game with Vincent Brittany and then came back to the bar. And I vaguely... Well, the thing was, we were thinking about it. We were thinking about going to the game, like buying like some StubHub tickets yeah. or something. And then the rain. And then it was a monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think we walked to the O-Bar from my apartment, and it's like, well, we have to stay here and drink until this blows over, and it just did not. <laughs> it was just, yeah. like, standing water in the street. But I think That I was came... an ugly game. That was in Oregon. was really good, too. So Yeah. Yeah, um, that was the year before they run to the uh, national championship, so it was Mariota's, like, right. junior year? He... I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, he was... The maybe we... soft... Did he leave after his junior I don't know. I can't remember he now. Heard. Yeah. He might have. So maybe sophomore year. I'm trying to think if he did three or four years. He might have only done three. Um, but that was supposed to be the great equalizer. It was all that rain. It's like, oh, if like Cal can just run it and you know keep Oregon. Like I think Oregon fumbled a bunch, but so did Cal. Yeah, so I think we're comfortably matter. up. Because I, I, I don't remember when I left the game. It was sometime. <laughs> I, well, because me and we walked to the stadium and then... Vince realized he left his tickets in the car or something. So me and Brittany were like, well, "We're not walking." Oh, Brit- Brittany said, "I'm not walking back with you, Vince." And where do you? Where was his car? Like back, he he parked it at my like the apartment at Stadium Park. Oh, not, that's not, a trek, man. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in so, the rain like that, that would yeah. suck. And it wasn't me. Like I was like, oh, well, and Brittany was like, "I'm not walking back." And then she had the bottle of Bible, and I was like, "Well, I'm staying here with." Brittany because she's got the fireball. <laughs> so Vince yeah. I'm back. sure people were still tailgating. So yeah, no, they were. It was like those. it was like an hour before the game. So right. So I think me and me and Brittany pretty much finished the bottle of fireball while we're waiting for Vince to get back. Well, and that's really there, the that's yeah. really the last thing I clearly remember. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It was college. So, yeah. You know, you do what you got to do. But yeah, that game, I remember that. Yeah, that game I led to that game very well. It led to me getting lectured in customs because my passport was fucked. So right, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, I lost my Mariota jersey, which was a really nice, really nice green Ducks jersey, and I never got. That's so bizarre. I don't know where it went. Like I can't. Like was it in the bar? Like it, I obviously moved out of my apartment and never found it. So I must have just. I don't know what happened. Like it's one of the great mysteries of college for me. Is like what happened to my Mariota jersey. <laughs> Uh, go Ducks. I'm still paying them. So, <laughs> go Ducks till then. I have my first day on Monday, and I think I'm wearing a yellow sweater with a green button up under it. So, nice. representing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Even go. though that degree did nothing for me, but <laughs> it, it was fun. So, <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess it was your start in your journalism career in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm also responsible for it not doing anything for me. So, <laughs> Yeah, I always say I, I I know I genuinely know my GPA could have been a lot better if I didn't spend so much time in the bars. But then, you know, then I may not have met anyone. So either or. Exactly. I still do all my homework at the bars, and I got a three seven last semester. So yeah. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> Oregon prepared me for the real world. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got coming up this week? Um, 
Oscars are tomorrow. It's not really sports. Oh, right. But it's not really sports, but we can bet on it. So it's on my sports betting app. So that's kind of like where I can lean into it. Um, you and me both like <laughs> outside of sports, we both love movies. So it's I, I'm taking the day off to watch it. That's how much I enjoy. I know the Oscars are certain, like it, it's not representative of movies as a whole because there's always the there's always the snubs, there's always the controversy, there's always right. whatever. But it is always a good way of getting around to some of the movies that you you weren't really like Parasite's one that I I remember seeing trailers for it months ago and I haven't watched it yet. Um, but it's one that I've I've got on my list to watch before Monday our time and anyway. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, whether it would have, I remember seeing the trailer. I think it looked interesting, and but whether I would have gotten around to watching it so soon because the Oscars, I don't know. And it's really cool to see uh, a foreign language film in that in that category. So. Right. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Um I don't remember the last one that was like that. I mean, I know it's a beautiful life was definitely one, but. I don't know. I'm sure it's happened more, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I still need to see that. Yeah, I have about four or five I need to check off, but the ones I've seen are all very deserving of, at least for Best Picture, they're very deserving of the nomination. The Irishman is a bit, I don't know. I don't think it's going to win anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but it was a bit long, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one still that, good. That's one that I still need to watch. I think we worked out off air before the pod that we've between us, we've seen them all, apart from Little Women and Parasite. I think somehow, like, because right, I've seen Jojo, Ford versus Ferrari, Once Upon a Time, and Joker. I think is the four that I've seen. Yeah. And you've caught, and I'm catching 1917 and um, tomorrow night. So, yeah, I bet that wins. I mean, that's the prediction right now, and it is. It's between that and Once Upon a Time, right? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. haven't seen Parasite yet. I mean, Jojo Rabbit is obviously a, an outlier. There's no way, but I, from what I hear, Scarlett could win for supporting in that. But yeah, it's pretty crazy that she's, she's nominated for. She's both. amazing in that. Like, I really, yeah. yeah, really good. And she's good in Marriage Story as well. Um, so is Adam Driver, and I think he might be the favorite in that category mm-hmm. right now. But it's tough to say. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it because you know it was a good year for movies, like it always is. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, a really strong year. Like you had, yeah, it's always, a, I always find, <laughs> it's funny, a, a good year is when a Quentin Tarantino movie is part of it because it adds that little bit of... Of course, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's uniquely him, obviously. Like no one else can make movies like him. And I think particularly... <laughs> yep, Siri. Why was, I hate, I hate Siri sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, the one that people, I think the only reason 1917 isn't completely favoured is because people are it is a genuine thing about like Hollywood loves movies made about them. So Right. And, and, and once upon a time in Hollywood up, yeah. is such a it's so Tarantino it's, it's so Tarantino but it's so LA and it's also actually quite an uplift like in in a way it's like it's actually quite a you know, it's not so, not so dark like his other movie. Like the end the ending has some dark moments without spoiling it. Um but funny in a way too. And then the rest of the movie is just this nice, brightly lit kind of kind of warm love story about um a, ta- a a fantasy land of you know not exactly um accurate history but just a, a a love letter to hollywood is what a lot of people say about it and it's um and that does be, be hollywood people love people being nice about hollywood so they sure do because it, it it does insist upon itself but i do think like it is a fairy tale we've talked we talked mm. about it when we both saw it originally it, it felt like a fairy tale and it was just so much 
different in tone than a lot of his movies. It didn't feel that all of Inglorious Bastards, you're on the edge of your seat. Same with Hateful Eight. You're just like, where is this? Like, mm. like you're tense. You know, kind of like you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, but it, that movie is you're on your seat because of the pacing of it. Kind of like Birdman um, back in the day, mm-hmm. a couple like five years ago. Like just the way it's paced, it's just so much different than you're used to. It's so fast. It's like you're on cocaine. And I think the brothers did that on purpose. So, um, and Tarantino just kind of took his foot off the gas on this one, and but in a good way. He, yeah. Uh, you oh, know, ironically, say so took his foot off the gas, but like just put it on gently with some of those beautiful driving scenes. And like right. I've never, and, I've never enjoyed watching someone drive a car so much. And whether it be <laughs> whether it be Ro- Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, or whether it be Brad Pitt, like just cruising around, like whether he's going home or he's cruising down the PCH or whatever, it's just like. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah, it was a good, yeah. I mean now you I, you've seen we, we you've, just both film. you've seen nineteen no, seventeen, so tell like and I, I've seen enough of like of the trailer was like magnificent to me in, in that sense. So but you you can you're the one that's seen it, I oh, will see it tomorrow night, but you can you can basically say like it 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 does have a genuine chance of being best picture, I assume. Like Right, and it won the Golden Globe and it yeah. I, yeah, I I tweeted it out that I said 1917 did to my tear ducts what I thought Marriage Story was was going to do. Yeah. Um, and Marriage Story was really good. I don't think it has any chance of winning. But 1917, it was just like I was in this weird place. Um, it was my first week of school back, and I was just kind of stressed out. And I just watched the movie and just, like, cried the last 20 to 30 minutes of it. It's mm-hmm. just – and it's not any one thing in it. It just – I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but like, we'll talk tomorrow after you see it. It's like the scope of everything. It just, it just hit me really weird. And it like, if a movie can make me that emotional, then I'm. I think it deserves the words, obviously. And Once Upon a Time made me emotional in a happy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's his funniest movie, even though all of his movies are pretty funny in different ways, but. I think he really tried to be funny in Once Upon a Time, and it really came across. He just had a perfect cast for it as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't be mad if either of those... I wouldn't be mad if really any of these movies won. Um, I haven't seen Little Women, so but I doubt it wins since they didn't even nominate Greta for Best Director. But yeah. maybe that'll be the makeup for it. But I doubt it. <laughs> so yeah. doesn't seem to be getting enough buzz, which, you know, like sometimes you get surprises, but often it'll go go the way you think and that's why parasite um not that i've seen it um but i, I hear it I'm like everyone says it's just unreal like just amazing like that's the one movie that i haven't seen you know some people that didn't get once upon a time and that's fine like tarantino's like that um some people like i haven't seen too much negative i haven't really seen anything negative about 1917 most people who have seen that love it um and parasite's another one like that and everyone that's seen it has loved it so but I wonder if that one will get because that one's nominated for best foreign film. I'm ninety percent sure. I feel like if they want to give, like, I think they're they're going to want to give the Oscar to either nineteen seventeen or Once Upon a Time, and Parasite will get the best foreign film one as kind of the bridge that like be nice about it. Like second you know, place trophy, yeah, yeah. Because they're not so. going to give it. They're not going to. I I highly doubt. Like just the way it works. Like remember when Jordan Peele got best um right best original screenplay? I feel like that was giving. Like he gets that, so they don't have to give him one of the other ones. I think I think right, out. and I think that might happen with Tarantino. Honestly, yeah. that's what happened with the Golden Globes. 
and I think Tarantino's just as into that as I mean, maybe maybe not, but oh, I'm sure he's he'd just love a best film, getting but... the screenplay because yeah. he he writes them. So yeah. I mean, um, best best screenplay is like a really like it's because you you know that's that's <laughs> that's a blueprint to the movie, so that's an incredibly important award in many ways. So right, yeah, um, one that I certainly enjoy watching. So um, yeah, I think it'd be. It won't, it won't be like, um, you know, you get those occasional years where a movie wins like 10 or, you know, fucking Return of the King, like won like 12 Oscars, I think. Um, yeah, movies were just different back then, yeah. though. I feel like like everything was just different. Like, it's such a, I don't want to say golden age of movies because movies have had golden ages like five or 10 times, but it's just like movies are in this new, really creative space compared to what they used to be. I think, like, at least the movies that are nominated. I know a lot of people, including Martin Scorsese, criticize all the superhero movies and stuff like that, but I don't even watch those. Like, they're not even on my radar, so I don't even think, like, I know those are the ones that make all the money, but all these films that are up for Best Picture are so different from each other, and that's so, like, refreshing compared yeah. to when the Return of the King won. Even though I love Return of the King, I thought it was amazing, but mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Like even when the artist won, I think movies have evolved so much from that now yeah. that, and I mean the Shape of Water winning—that's crazy. Like that would have been crazy when Return of the King won. Mm -hmm. That that storyline wins the best um, best picture, but it was a great movie just because it was you know kind of sci-fi or I don't even know how to describe it. In the end, it was just about love. But mm -hmm. I think where movies are at is a really good place, despite everybody saying everything's a remake or a sequel or a superhero movie. Uh, those are just the popular films. All the, all the 10 films I'm sure are great this year and none yeah. of them are super movies or remakes. So <laughs> yeah, well, man, little women, but. I think, I think it's really cool to see like a story like, you know, Ford versus Ferrari get like, it's not going to win many Oscars, um, but it's nice to see it in the discussion at least. Right. Cause it was actually and really, it's a really good drama about friendship and, um, and, and, uh, you know, and desire for, you know it's a about drive for um you know self-drive for success and and uh but just the, I, the main thing i got out of it was actually just a it was friendship too so it was a really cool right and um just a really friendly cool, competition yeah well no it's friendship between the two guys working together as well like damon and christian bale's right. character um and obviously based on a true story so it's not completely original but like the way they told it was like they found a way to tell it in a way that made it engaging more than just a yeah. ra racing movie, which is, um, you know, sometimes people don't aren't into it because they don't want to watch cut. But you know, it's a that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you'd like it if you watched it, even if you're not into the racing. Because right, I might wait till it hits like HBO or yeah. something. Christian though. Bale's like, just a great actor, like, and he plays that part right. really well. And and Damon does a really good job as well. So yeah, yeah, it's just that one and Joker that I don't think I'm going to pay to see. Yeah, and maybe Little Women, but other than that, like, just trying to see Jojo Rabbit, but. It's just yeah. not been available to rent yet, which is frustrating. But yeah. and Parasite, you know, you have to sit and, you know, I like subtitles, but you have to really carve out a time uh, when you can watch that because you really have to pay attention to it. Yeah, you got to be in the right mindset. It. So yeah. that too, it just sounds pretty dark. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for the awards, um, which is always uh, nice to see. I can't believe I the biggest thing to me is I can't believe 1917 isn't even up for editing. Um, so. I'm interested to hear your take when you see that because I thought it was really well done. Well, so. I've, heard, I've heard the obviously heard the chat about how it's shot to look like it's done in one take. Um, obviously, it didn't do it in one take. Um, 
But no, I think they the longest it. thing they shot was nine minutes. Yeah. But it feels um, maybe film experts can notice the cuts and stuff like that. But for me, it just felt like you're there. And I think that's why it ended up being so emotional for mm -hmm. me. Um, and I think like it's always the movies that sneak up on you emotionally that are so powerful because, you know, you can go in knowing it's going to be sad and yeah. you're just prepared for it. So then you don't really feel anything like I, I going way back in the day. Um, trying to think of this movie. It's an Alexander Payne, the one he did in Hawaii with George Clooney, um, the descendants, the descendants. Yeah. yeah. That movie. Yeah, the that first movie. time I saw it, one of my buddies had told me, you know, it's like I cried in the theater. And so I went into it like, like, thinking I'm going to be a wreck mm. and I watched it and I was like, oh, I wasn't too, too bad. And then cut to a year later, it's like on HBO and I'm just sitting there playing FIFA and it's on in the background and I just start bawling to it. So mm. it's like, you, it has to catch you by surprise in a way. You can't yeah. go into it knowing it's going to be emotional. So, yeah. Well, that was uh, Jojo did that for me. Cause I was right. Yeah. You know, it's in the trailers and was like expecting like, you know, it's a sat satirical look at life of a, you know, 10 year old, uh, or twelve-year-old, you know, want to be Nazi, um, and you don't, right. you don't get to. Uh, although I've seen another, I think I posted a trailer after I saw it, and that trailer actually tells more of what's going on. In the, but the trailer I'd seen before I saw it didn't. It was very light-hearted, and I like I had tears in my eyes probably three or four times in that movie because it's both right. both the uplift, uplifting nature of um, the like kind of just how he, realizing like how life works and. Um, it's, without spoiling it too much, it's it's like a story about finding out that everyone's human and whatever, and like and, respect, right. and respecting yeah. everyone no matter their differences. So that kind of dis discovery is like kind of just heartwarming, and 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 the two characters is just a really good together too. And then there's some genuinely sad bits in there that made me really upset. And so, right. But then it ends on a really good, a uh, really kind of inspirational note that then i was again because i was already in an emotional place as the movie's finishing and it's got fucking david bowie playing and i'm like well i'm right. i'm crying again so right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no yeah and that that like you said it caught me but i wasn't expecting it to be that emotion uh, emotional in a couple of different ways i was expecting it to be kind of a fun satire that may, might make me angry more than anything but then it just it was like both it's angry just how stupid it is that we still deal with people that think in these ways in modern times but apart from that it was quite a heartwarming and heartbreaking movie so yeah it definitely caught me by surprise it won't win um it's obviously uh, it's weirdly divisive i talked about it on air off air that some people mm. some people just don't get jojo rabbit and think it's a terrible terrible movie badly written doesn't have any heart and i'm like what i i said to you off air i was like they saw a different movie than i did but you know that's right. sometimes movies like that do you have to have a certain predisposition in yourself to get them so not to say that I'm better than anyone else, but I think it's just you just need to have a bit of heart going into it and understand human emotion and human differences. But yeah, yeah, I might have to rent it soon, um, maybe tonight. Honestly, yeah. because I've, just, I've been wanting to watch it for like a month. It's yeah. just been hard to. It just hasn't been released where you can rent it. Yeah. So we'll see. It's very uh, good. I'm excited though. Yeah. No, it's very good. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, uh, like you said, well, like we said, 1917 and Once Upon a Time seem to be the front runners with Parasite, maybe a chance, I think would be, would be those three. I, I can't imagine any movie out of those three winning. Um, joke, uh, joke is no chance. That's the only other one I wanted to talk about. I know you haven't seen it, but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever see that one. Yeah. Um, I just feel weird about it. I don't know why. Like, but I just. I really enjoy. I, I really know. enjoyed it, and like, um, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of controversy about it. Obviously, and it's just, and then uh, Phoenix Phoenix is really good, but I just don't know if he deserves a, the best actor over Driver or Leo. To be honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's Leo's year though. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Hoping Brad Pitt gets it for supporting though. That would be good. That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he. I thought he was better. I mean, Leo's great in that movie, but they both kind of seem like they both seem like lead actors and supporting actors. So I don't like. Yeah, because there's like you know there's long scenes where like the you know Brad Pitt uh, like Cliff Booth going to Spartan Ranch was like that scene was incredibly long. like he was the leading man for a long time in that movie for a while like you know it's just like they, right yeah the movie does just float between different aspects of their days it's, you know it's essentially three days of their lives that lead to this moment and and yeah so you have you know brad pitt having his part of his day and then leo back to his part of his day you know and there was a lot of good like leo's i think the one thing that is good for his case was that bit in the trailer where he's losing his mind about um Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the, you hate whiskey sours. You were doing that before, but um. Yeah. Right. Uh, like that <laughs> That's was the funniest part of that movie. Yeah, and that was entirely like he he just did that. That was all him just right. ad libbing and completely improving that whole bit, you know. And then when he looks into the mirror and just like that shot yeah. is so perfect, where he's looking into the mirror, but then the mirror shot of him is looking straight at the camera. And he's like, I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna go home and blow your fucking brains out all through the pool if you don't fucking get this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole scene's so funny, and then it just goes to that, and you're like, oh god, this guy's, you know, got some issues. And then yeah, and then Brad Pitt's like that line that he says, "You Rick fucking Dalton." Like apparently that was something that was said to him when he was a young actor. Was like someone. You're Brad fucking Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Like just all those little bits in that movie just come to. It's always movies. Movies like that that are talked about so much always have those stories to them, I think. Like, there's always like, oh, man, that, that scene was ad-libbed and, you know, that guy, that scene, that, that was inspired by that. You know, there's all a lot of that going on, but, you know, it was great. So I'd love to see that win, but then I'm going to see 1917 and love that, I'm sure. So I'm sure it'll be one of those years where if it's one of those two, then be happy either way, which off, some years you're fucking pissed off when a movie wins, but, yeah. Definitely. I think like, it's a uh, good, good year for it. La La Land. <laughs> well it didn't win but and moonlight was good but like you know there's like four movies this year that i think are the and i haven't even seen all of them but i think there's like four movies that are better than moonlight this year so mm. who knows i don't know if that was last year or the year before oh, that was like uh, three or four years ago now yeah it all blends together so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be it'll be good fun i'm sure we'll uh we might touch on it again when we do our next pod um as we will everything else. Oh yeah, Green Book one last year. Good God. That's, yeah, last year was one of those movies that was, or uh, last year was one of the years where it wasn't uh, the best, best list out there for it. It's like yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody and um, yeah, just a couple other mediocre movies up for it. Yeah, I think last year was the year that I was like Hereditary should have been up there, and I still maintain that. When you think about the fact that Green Book was up there and, and like Bohemian Black Panther and like. Black Panther was actually like at least that was a like entertaining movie. Like I was glad that was up there, right? Um, but um, and the favorite was up there, I guess. But then there's like the stars weren't like this year. Feel in Vice, I guess. Watch it. Like I know you're not like wait, you like horror movies, yeah. To a point, yeah. yeah. What's like, your, Hereditary? Not... Hereditary will fuck you up, but I want you to watch that and then think about the performances in it. 
the right. writing of it and just how the story, how the movie's shot and everything. And tell me how that movie didn't get a multiple like because that there's right. gr- everything about the movie is fucking fantastic. Like Tony Collette should have been up for Best Actress. The movie yeah, when I, I, when I think of, when I think about the movies that you've just read that are nominated, the movie itself like horror just doesn't get the love it should. But that movie should have been nominated for a Best Movie. And then right. so the cinematography and the was great as well because there's. I can't spike. I won't spoil the cinematography until you watch it. But there's a reason that they shoot it the way it's shot to look like it does, which is from right. from, from the very first scene. You see why they're doing that. But yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I, check it out sometime. Yeah. I got to knock out some of these uh, Oscar nominees this year, though. In the next couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I, I mean, we've gone a bit over an hour and a half here, which is one of our longer pods in recent times. Um, yeah, that's but, good. Yeah, I mean, last pod was weird because of the Kobe stuff and just, yeah, 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 which was um. So it's yeah. good to come back with a good one. Yeah, uh, not that that one was bad, but we were very we weird. were very distracted and still yeah very sad. So yeah, right, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh yeah good to get on and yeah I'm I always like to chat movies too so right which we did for about half an hour before we even started recording as well. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but with that that in mind that we've both well i've got cricket to get ready for and you've got movies to watch <laughs> people to play movies to watch yeah yeah people to play get back into dip three or oh, i got a win right before i started but you know whatever it's cup window this week so i'll be all doing right. that probably all tomorrow so yeah <laughs> watch movies maybe <laughs> maybe i'll have a crack at that later on when i get back from having some beers and bowling so <laughs> right right yeah. all righty oh well that's been another Sportsgasmic pod, so we'll be back uh, next week or whenever we can get back on, um, chat more about maybe the Mookie Beth trade will be done by then. Maybe. And, and, <laughs> and maybe Liverpool will be one step closer to the title, well, probably. Um, Definitely will be, I hope so. unfortunately. Knock on wood. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> until next time, as always, stay Sportsgasmic. Beers! Beers!